Hey guys, welcome to Proven Progress. And today I'm bringing you another episode from the car because we are trying to make the most out of every minute. And it is raining and the windshield wipers are going, so I apologize for any background noise. But we're going to make it happen today anyways. And I, you know what, I think that that's like a great a great place to start because how many times do we do that? How many times are we like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a video or oh, I'm going to post this for my business or maybe I'm going to exercise or maybe I'm going to, you know, save some money or maybe I'm going to buy this thing or whatever it is that we want to do and, and it's going to move us closer to our goal, right? Like me recording this podcast moves me closer to my goal and all of the reasons why I just ran through my head as to why I wasn't going to do it, which is like, well, it's raining, so there's going to be background noise and I'm I'm actually downtown, so which is maybe a good reason. Um, so like it's I gotta kind of pay more attention. There's pedestrians and all those things, <laughs> which like can be a really good reason. But at the end of the day, driving downtown wouldn't prevent me from having a conversation with somebody in the passenger seat, right? So it shouldn't prevent me from having this conversation with you. And how many times do we do that? You know, you want to make a course for your business or you want to put out an advertisement for this new product you have or, you know what, maybe you just want to start losing weight and you're like, well, I just, I don't have that right pair of shoes or I don't know what workout program or maybe you want to invest, maybe you want to start saving money and you're like, oh, I'm going to start saving money once I have this much annual income or once I have this much like put away for my emergency fund or whatever. We we will do all kinds of things to make up excuses as to not do the things that we really want to do, you know, our ultimate goals. And the reason why we do that is because the human brain does not want to work. Like we we are incredibly intelligent, adaptive creatures. Like humans are just these learning machines. And so it takes a lot of energy to operate our brain and our body. It takes a lot of calories, you know, electrodes, all those things. And so the brain's job, it wants to be as efficient as possible. And it takes all of these shortcuts to kind of categorize information into, well, no, that's not who you are. If we started exercising, we would have to relearn some new things. If we, you know, if, if all of a sudden, Bonnie, you started, you know, having all this success as a coach and you only talked to people for a living instead of physically working as a carpenter, we would have to, we would have to relearn all kinds of information. Um, you would have to start finding ways to exercise in in other ways besides just building and working and and we would have to create this new identity and we would have to relearn everything about you and and this is like obviously your brain doesn't have this conversation in its in its own mind but essentially the subconscious mind its job and that's why we call it subconscious it's not something that we can put our finger on it's just in there it's like this it's the computer hard drive right it's when people talk about your programming your conditioning all those things your brain has since the beginning of time since the day you were born has learned all of this information 
it has learned information about other people, it has learned information about us, and most importantly, it has learned sure ways to get all your needs met. It, it knows sure ways. It knows how you can get love. It knows how you can get money. It knows how you can, you know, have pleasurable experiences. It knows all of these things. And so even though these things have maybe um, outlived themselves in their life, right? Like I had a, I had this um, period in my life where I absolutely like loved construction. Like my blow up my life was I was quitting my desk job and I was going to learn how to build a house. I didn't even know how to use a skill saw or a nail gun. And I just like showed up on the job site and was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And at that point in time, at that point in time, my subconscious mind was screaming to me, what are you doing? You're walking away from a pension and this cushy desk job and like you're doing all these things. I mean, everybody else in the world was screaming that at me as well, <laughs> but I wanted to do it. So I just did it and I forged ahead. And whereas for me, that was a little bit easier. That was an easy transition for me because there was this part of my brain that already learned, oh yeah, we've done this before. Oh yeah, you can earn money doing this because I had this um, actual physical representation of doing that before. When I was in high school, I worked for a stonemason, um, laying rocks and stone on fireplaces and columns and, and the sides of houses and things, and I made money doing that. So I had this like physical, tangible experience where I knew that you know I could trade hours moving lumber and building houses, I could trade hours doing that skill for money. And that's, that's a belief that like I have always had is that I can, if I trade hours of doing physical work, I can make money. And so this shift that I'm going through is that the belief that you have to trade your hours of doing something for money. And that is a belief that I think a lot of society has. It's something that's pushed on us by our parents. And, and it's, it's mostly true, you know, when you think about like how the majority of society earns money, it's they trade hours doing a skill or performing a service for money. And, and the amount of money is in direct relation to, you know, how much skill you have, how efficient you are at that skill and in and, and what demand that skill is needed and what problem it solves for people, right? And so this belief that I'm trying to give up is exactly that one, that you have to trade hours for money. And so where you don't, where you don't have to trade hours for money is if you have a product, right? If you create, if you spend the time, you create a product, the time is spent, and then you trade a product for money. You know, there might be some time selling that product, right? There might be some time marketing that product, but at the end of the day, you're selling a product for money. You can sell information for money. Um, and that is not ours, right? And so that's where this whole transition and, and why, why we self-sabotage ourselves is when we're trying to transition into something that goes against our subconscious mind. It goes against our beliefs, right? And so that's, that's essentially what we have to really be conscious of and pay attention to when we really are trying to change our life, when we're trying to change a behavior, when we're trying to change our results, when we're trying to build our relationships, when we're trying to feel differently, when we're maybe, you know, striving for an emotional goal, an emotional state of being, 
we are going to hit these roadblocks and we're going to hit our own self-sabotage. And, and there's so many people who are like, well, like, why would I do that? I'm not doing that. Why would I sabotage myself? Obviously, this is what I want. It's just because I don't feel like it. Well, the thing is, is that our body produces the feeling of not feeling like it because they, your, your subconscious mind does not want you to change, does not want you to move. It wants you to do exactly what it can to survive. Your subconscious mind is all about survival. And you know what? A lot of us, we can survive quite easily, quite simply by doing exactly what we're doing. Your subconscious mind does not care about fulfillment. It does not care about excitement. It actually tries to stay out of those situations as much as possible because it increases your heart rate, right? It makes, you, it makes your body work harder, right? All your subconscious mind cares about is survival. It is like, how can we hide in this cave? We still have to get enough food and water and you know we have to stay warm, but it, it, all I need to do is stay in this cave. And honestly, if somebody will go out and get the food and bring it to me, like I, I could live this lonely, secluded life in this cave my forever, according to your subconscious mind. But the problem is, is that humans, we are conscious creatures and we have specific needs. And part of that is the need for learning, the need for growing, the need for giving back to others. We want to be able to matter. We want to matter. We want to give something back. And, and that gives us this great sense of joy and happiness. And that is why if you were hiding in a cave, there would be somebody to show up and say, it's okay, I'll bring you food. And whoever does that, whoever shows up and says, I will bring you food, they're going to have a more fulfilling life than the person who is sitting in the cave refusing to go out and get the food, right? But why would somebody do that? Why would somebody sit in the cave, refuse to go get food? Is because they are allowing, they are allowing their subconscious mind to dominate their life. So if you're sitting right now stuck, if you're sitting totally stuck and you just cannot go out and reach and get whatever it is, whatever's on the rim of the future, and you just have to go out and grab it and do it, there, what is stopping you is your belief that you are gonna fail. And that's what your subconscious mind does. It says, oh, don't do that. That is going to harm our security. That's going to harm our safety. You're not going to have enough money if you do that. Oh, you're going to lose your friends if you do that. Oh, you don't do that because then people aren't going to like you. And oh, people think you're arrogant anyways. And, and we allow that to dominate our thoughts. And then we don't do it. We don't move. All right? So... In, in all in all is I went ahead and recorded this anyways, even though it's raining. Because all of our excuses, you guys, literally, all of our excuses come flying out of our subconscious mind as fast as the thoughts come in that we have a good idea of something to do that's going to be fun, that's going to be adventurous, that's going to be maybe... Um, a little bit risky, but it, the the returns on investment are going to be huge. And I'm talking, I'm not, I'm not talking about money returns on investment. I'm talking about time. I'm talking about energy investment. Even even if you think about the investment of exercise into your own life and your own health, why the hell would our subconscious mind not want us to exercise? Right? They want us to. They want us to. Uh, to be healthy, right? It's all about survival. Well, that's the thing. So when, when it comes to survival and you think about it, the subconscious mind wants you to put on fat. 
our subconscious mind wants us to gain weight so that so that when we're when a crisis comes along say there's there's a, a big hunger there's a big drought and there's no food our our subconscious mind wants us to have all kind of fat storage so that we can survive longer okay and so even our subconscious mind um, it wrecks our diet goals it, it wrecks everything so now it gets down to the okay what do we do Bonnie like I believe you what do we do okay to communicate between your subconscious mind and your conscious mind meditation is a great way to get there and meditation is a great especially if you use mantra meditation it's a great way to implant some new beliefs into your subconscious mind and there's all kinds of guided meditations out there you guys you can find them on Spotify whatever audible is the is the most recent place that I have found my guided meditations and if you have an audible account it's just like this you get this for free and it's called 21 days of meditation and I just listened to one last night that I thought was incredible it was called contentment and as you're meditating because everybody thinks they're doing meditation wrong right because why would the subconscious mind want us to start meditating we've never had to meditate before why are you straining us now in this new task of learning to meditate so always if you have not meditated before when you start and what everybody tells me is oh I've tried meditation before but I just feel like I'm doing it wrong like I can't turn my mind off I can't you're right like our mind doesn't ever switch off we can take control of it with focus and we can, can take control of it with our own language and our own thoughts okay and so whatever you do you you are going to tell yourself you're doing meditation wrong there is no wrong way to meditate as soon as you find your mind your thoughts drifting off bring them back okay bring them back it's kind of like the first time your teacher set down a math test in front of you and you got all the problems wrong because you had no idea what to do like that's going to happen with meditation but in but you have to continue to keep doing it because by the time you got to like you know the 12th grade sometimes maybe math's a bad example because sometimes are really people are really anti-math but it's just like any skill okay you will cultivate it you will be, get better at it and you will be able to take control of your mind more but anyways these guided meditations are fantastic because the, it takes all the guesswork out of it okay you just listen you just listen and you do what they say and for me sometimes I do still find my mind drifting off into another place and I just bring it back and this mantra meditation this one on contentment was all about as you're breathing in you are saying in your mind you're not saying it out loud but you're saying I am enough and when you breathe out you say I have enough when you breathe in I am enough I have enough and to do that over and over for 10 minutes you are actually implanting that seed into your subconscious mind and there's all kinds of these different meditations there I mean it's about you know er eradicating all of these beliefs that are sitting in there that are just totally not true and so even when you know let's use exercise as an example when you say oh I'm gonna go for a run and then you're like mm, I don't feel like it you have to consciously say that's not true it's not that I don't feel like it I have a goal I'm going to do this and you have to use force energy to just BAM get you there and you have to take control of your life because you have to understand is that you are not in control you are not in control of so much of the behaviors you do unless you use your conscious thought to get control of it 
to absolutely get control of it. And awareness is like the number one key. If you don't have self-awareness, if you don't even know what you're doing, and you don't even know why you're doing it, when you're doing it, how you're doing it, you're gonna have a really difficult time changing your life. You have to have self-awareness around why, you, why these behaviors are showing up for you. And if you say, oh, that's not true, Bonnie, because I've changed my life before and I, you know, I've never done any self-awareness or anything like that. If you look back, okay, look back on a time where you made a huge change in your life. And so maybe that is a career change. Maybe it's getting a divorce. Maybe it's all of a sudden having a higher level of health and fitness and you lost a bunch of weight or you, you know, gained a bunch of muscle to break through, to compete or something. Any situation where you made a significant change in your life, you became aware of what would of something extremely painful that would happen. The environment that you were in became so painful that you decided you had to change, you had to adapt because you would not be able to survive in this specific environment. Because either you know your job was threatened, your well-being was threatened, your identity. We do so much to protect our identity and that's why we can't change. But if our current identity is threatened because of something that's showing up in our life, we will do all kinds of things to adapt and change. Okay. And so we just, at the time when we did that big change, we were not aware of it. Okay, so meditation, self-awareness, that's how we can really figure on, figure out what's going on inside of our subconscious mind. So reflection, journaling, you know what, look at these big emotional events that happened in your life and oh, what's a big emotional event? Things that you remember, okay? When we have a heightened emotional state, we are more likely to remember that event, okay? And, lo- and memory, memory is attached to location. So go back and you think about these specific places that you were in. And even when we do that, we're like, oh my gosh, like I, this, this memory was so emotional, so painful. I remember exactly where I was, what I was wearing, all these details. And it's because all those things are linked. So sometimes you have to trigger certain things by imagining back in that environment that you were. Imagine the location, imagine a feeling. Oh my gosh, when was the last, when did I feel severe emotional pain? Sometimes people take emotional pain and they morph it into anger. When, was, when were the times I was just the most angry or sad or hurt or anything, okay? And you can go back and look at those and say, what did I decide? What did I learn in that situation? Did I decide I could never speak up? Did I decide, did I learn that, you know, women have their place and I should, you know, just go find someone who's gonna take care of me? Did I decide that I couldn't what? What did you decide? What did you decide you couldn't do? What did you decide you had to do? What did you decide you could absolutely never be in an environment again that had these specific situations? Because a lot of times those things we decided when we were six, seven, five, nine, we were young, okay? We were young and that decision that we made is not the truth for our whole entire life. That's not the truth for our whole entire life. And we've made these decisions about food, 
We've made these decisions about money. We've made these decisions about exercise. Some people were so humiliated in gym class when they attempted to be physically active, they decided, I will never be physically active again because I got teased so bad for the way I ran or the way I couldn't play catch or the way I couldn't participate in this game. I was never the athletic kid and I always got bugged, I never fit in. So you decided it was so painful for you to attempt to exercise that you were never gonna do that again. And that belief lives in people's subconscious mind. It does, that belief lives in there. And until you eradicate it, your subconscious mind will stop you from exercising 100 times over, okay? It will, it really will. So what I want you guys to do, reflect, evaluate, think back, all right? I know you can do it. I know you are going to try all kinds of different excuses and say how this is stupid, but you have to, okay? Until next time, you guys, I want you to keep making progress. And if you have a huge revelation, if you have something that you just eradicated out of there and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that I've been believing this, I would love to hear what it is. I would love to hear about it. So email me, info at bonnieprovincial.com. You can find me, search Proven Progress on Google, search Proven Progress on Instagram, Instagram, at Bonnie Provincial on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. Anyways, reach out. And until next time, you guys, keep making progress.